Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, a look back at how Washington turned on Ukraine funding. Number two, McConnell versus Hawley in the year-end package. And number three, House Dems keep a brave face publicly on Biden's poll numbers. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We are leading the top of Punchbowl News AM with a look at how the Senate is done voting for the year. Congress will return January 8th. And they all they did that with uh, no movement on Ukraine funding uh, and just really a look back at how much has changed from mid-2022 when uh, the U.S. was approving billion-dollar packages for Ukraine with this overwhelming message to Europe, to Russia, that the U.S. was standing with its ally Ukraine. That's no longer the case. Yeah, we've. this is the... Um, uh how Washington has, in, in a sense, um, lost Ukraine, um, uh, or how Ukraine has lost Washington is the better way to say it. Congress is now leafing down uh, for the year, having not passed Ukraine aid since uh, December 2022, since Democrats were in the majority. Uh, that uh, December 29th, I believe, 2022, the, ha- the, uh, the Congress passed a omnibus bill that included money for Ukraine. Since Republicans have taken over, they have not passed any money for Ukraine. Now, we wanted to kind of explore a couple flashpoints here for as to why um, what happened, <laughs> to be honest with you. And we came up with a few here. Number one, um, the no blank check comment. Kevin McCarthy said to us in an interview in October 2022, before he took the majority, that um, he was not going to give a blank check to Ukraine. This was the first warning sign um, reflecting the realities in the House Republican conference that there were there was a growing wing of isolationists. Um, uh, Anna, what do you think about that? Yeah, listen, I mean, I think what's really interesting here is you can kind of see these these data points that start happening. I remember when uh, we were writing that and kind of how McCarthy was giving oxygen or voice to this pressure that he was feeling among House Republicans that up until that point, you know, you'd heard some folks, but oh, that was more of a fringe concept. It wasn't where the Republican Party was writ large. That was October 17th, 2022. When you look at, you go forward to some of the other misses that happened, right? The, the second issue being the stopgap misses, the fact that Congress passed two continuing resolutions during 2023 to avoid government shutdowns. Each of those times, uh, Ukraine funding was not a part of that, right? When you look at, and, and a lot of this is, is has to deal with McCarthy and his kind of end of days as speaker, uh, you know, the September slip up, his final acts as speaker. He's forced to th- strip out $300 million in aid to help uh, train Ukrainians from the Pentagon funding bill. All of these things you know, kind of are, it's almost like marching towards where we are today. Yeah. Um, and, and the last thing we'll talk about is the white house. Um, uh, well, I guess there's two more things, but the white house is one of them. Um, Biden, President Joe Biden, uh, basically spent, has spent the last couple months expressing, uh, extreme confidence on the world stage about how Congress would act toward Ukraine. Um, and the White House has spent a lot of time saying a majority of Congress favors aid to Ukraine, but that doesn't really matter 
um, it, it, it matters in a in a political science sense, but it, the political realities are that if a majority of House Republicans do not support aid to Ukraine, they do it does not go anywhere. Um, so the the White House is not held harmless here. Uh, I, I don't mean legally, but like they're not. They there there were there's re, there's things that the White House did that they that they like for example lumping Ukraine aid lumping border aid in with Ukraine and the national security supplemental spending um, uh, request. So and then we we can get to McConnell, uh, Mitch McConnell, and um, the Senate. Uh, Republicans did very little to push back the or did very little successfully to push back the anti-Ukraine movement in uh, their party. To be honest with you, the uh, and and when McConnell did when he tried to get Ukraine in CRs and in funding bills, it was basically ignored um, or or he was he was kind of run over. So anyway, with that, Congress is leaving for the year. They are uh, Chuck Schumer and McConnell issued a statement uh, uh, saying that they'll work on the package in in the new year. And with that, they're gone. Anna. Yeah, I mean, listen, they leave and we not only do not have an agreement in the Senate on how to move forward on uh, Ukraine funding, but certainly that doesn't even get into where House Republicans are, right? If you look back over the past year, only more solidified, only growing in numbers uh, in terms of those that are uh, skeptical, uh, probably at best, of trying to find a way forward on Ukraine funding. So this is not a sure thing. Um, certainly comes as, as it is winter uh, over in Europe. And, uh, you know, the Ukrainians are looking for more aid and are trying to find who their allies are. And the question is going to be, does the U.S. Uh, move forward or are they going to have to look to others? Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Uh, a really inside, interesting inside look by Andrew Desiderio, on a, a fight between Senator Josh Hawley, the Republican from Missouri, and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, uh, the Republican from Kentucky. They have been butting heads for months now on several fronts, but this week tensions uh, escalated and went from behind the scenes to uh, front page news with Hawley blocking an effort by leadership to fast track a year end nominations package that includes two former aides to McConnell. Wow. Yeah, this is uh, uh, Andrew Ferguson, McConnell's former chief counsel, who was nominated to serve as an FTC commissioner, and Todd Inman, who worked for uh, McConnell's campaign, but also and Todd Inman, who worked for McConnell's campaign, but also worked for Elaine Chow. This is just the latest in the back and forth between McConnell and the right, uh, I would say. Um, no surprise to me here. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> uh, Hawley is saying he has concerns with McConnell's view on transportation and safety policy. And I want to understand how Mr. Inman's views do or do not differ. Um, So listen, uh, this is the this is not (laughs) this is it's shocking, but it's not surprising in a in a more uh, broad sense. All right. We'll have to see uh, whether or not they're able to come (laughs) to an agreement there. Uh, The number three story of the morning Vulnerable House Democrats publicly putting on a brave facing. They're fine with Biden's poll numbers. But uh, both you and I know and have talked to many Democrats that behind the scenes, they are extremely nervous in group chats and other uh, conversations after a string of polls have found uh, that uh, that Biden's pretty weak in the polls and have shown 
former President Donald Trump ahead of Biden in 2024. Yeah, this is um, uh, we're going to I'm going to ask Max to re up on this in a couple months because uh, maybe in six months or five months to see where these vulnerable Republican Democrats are, rather, because they're going to if Biden's poll numbers stay where they are, they're going to have uh, a moment where they're going to want to disconnect, you know, disconnect and put space between themselves and the president. But it's a very interesting item for Max and uh, a good a good kind of uh, look to end the year on. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it with your friends. You can go deeper on all these issues and more with our free newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe, everybody.